So I'm going to talk to you this morning about things that uh, steps to peace and what robs you of peace. And uh, the first of all, the first thing that you need to know is that you have limits. We all have limits in our lives. There's only so many things and a certain amount of things that we can do and do well. He says, uh, the Psalm 119, it says, I've learned that everything has limits. The psalmist understood that. In Job chapter 14, it says, our time, our time here on earth, every one of us have a certain amount of days that we're going to be limited to. Our time is limited, says Job. You have given us only so many months to live and have set limits that we cannot go beyond. And so there's so many, only so many things that you can do before you burn out. If you try to do everything that people want you to do, I promise you, eventually you will burn out. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, talking about our schedule, everything is permissible for me, but not all things are beneficial. And so, you know, have you ever signed up for something, volunteered for something, and you think, oh God, why did I do that? I was just like terrible. Why, you know, what was I thinking? I mean, that's what happened when I signed up to join the Army. I mean, really. I mean, they were so nice when they were recruiting. And it was, you know, it was coffee. Have some donuts. Have this and that. I promise you, when I pulled into Fort Polk, I thought I was in a different world. The drill sergeant actually reached in and grabbed guys by the collar and threw them off the bus. Man, I was looking for the back door of the bus. I'm thinking, man, what had happened? Where'd the niceness go? But see, I'd already signed. I'd already committed. And I should have said no, but it was too late. And see, many times you guys sign up for things, you know, you just do it because somebody asked you to do it. And, you know, I promise you, you know, you, you will burn out. There's only so much strength and energy that you have before you eventually burn out. It's okay to say no. The second thing that I want to uh, point out about peace and, you know, what robs you of peace is that, you know, you've got to realize that you're not going to be able to please everyone. You will not be able to please everyone in your life. And if you're pleasing everyone, then I promise you there, there's two people that you're not pleasing. One is God and the other one is yourself. Listen to the story. And this is from uh, Matthew 26. It says, when Jesus was at Bethany, a guest at Simon the leper's home, a woman came to him and as she was eating dinner and anointing him with a bottle of very expensive perfume. By the way, guys, there's a little clue right here if you haven't got your, your wife a gift. And uh, how many of you are thinking that it's perfume? Because it's not. It's the word before that, very expensive. <laughs> so when his disciples saw what was happening, they were furious. Now, can I, I want you to put, I want all of us to put our place in, in this woman. Let's just exchange places with her for just a moment. We go in. We think we're going to do a good deed for someone. And it says, and the disciples, and I'm assuming that's all of them, saw when they saw what was happening, they were furious. That's criminal, they said. Okay, now you're the woman. How are you feeling? Man, why did I even show up? But you know what? She didn't care what other people thought. And in this walk that we walk with Jesus, sometimes we get to the point where you cannot try to please people. All you want to do is please God. And it doesn't make any difference what the other people think. As long as your heart is right and you're pleasing God. And they say, this is criminal. This could have been sold for a lot of money and handed out to the poor. And when Jesus realized what was going on, he intervened. Why are you giving this woman a hard time? She has just done something wonderful, wonderfully significant for me. 
So you can't please everyone all the time. The third point I want to bring out about peace is that you need to surround yourself with people that will lift you up. You know, I want to just tell you that in First Thessalonians, it says, chapter 5, verse 11, therefore encourage one another and build one another up. You know, I, I tell you that we are like an ATM machine. Uh, you know, you've got to have deposits and you've got to have withdrawals. And if you're an ATM machine that only, you know, is giving withdrawals, 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 if you're just pouring out yourself to someone, you will spiritually go bankrupt. You can't continue to do that. You need to surround yourself with people that will build you up, that will speak life to you, that will encourage you, that will help you in your way, and then as you receive, then you're able to give out. In Hebrews chapter 10, it says, let us consider how to stir one another uh, to love and to good works. In Proverbs, it says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but good, a good word makes him glad. I want to just encourage you that as you go out of this place today, think of somebody that you can call, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a relative, that you can speak a good word to. And, you know, just, just bless them with your words. Number four is that you need to build space into your schedule. Listen to what Jesus did. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed into a solitary place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those that were with him searched for him. And when they found him, they said to him, everyone's looking for you. I mean, Jesus was in demand. Everybody wanted him. And can you imagine that if you had the power to heal, I mean, how much in demand that you would be? And everyone was just flocking to him, and he knew that there, the needs of the people were great, but he also need, know, knew that he needed to be in the presence alone with God, to fill himself up, to be alone in the very presence of the living God. If you're not doing that on a regular basis, I want to encourage you, you know, find some time. I mean, it can be early in the morning, in, in the midday, in the evening, you know, when the kids are gone to bed. Find a quiet time that you can get alone, that you can kneel or just spend some quiet time with God. Read His Word. You know, simply just pour out your heart before Him. Pray to Him. Um, the Scripture says in Acts chapter 3, verse 19, this is what happens. That repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing, listen to this, that when you get alone with God, the Bible says that times of refreshing, restoring your soul, restoring your peace, times of refreshing come from the very presence of God. And if you're, do, if you're not doing that, you're running on empty, okay? Remember that, uh, uh, that old song from the 60s, Jackson Brown, running on empty? All right, that's what you're doing. You're running on empty, and you need, to, you need to fill yourself up, and the way that happens is you get alone in the very presence of the Lord. Number five, uh, five you need to take time to pray. Listen to this. Uh, this is from the message translation. It says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn from the unforced. Listen to this. This is beautiful. Learn from the unforced rhythms of grace. Learn from the unforced, unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you, keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and light. You know, there's so many of you that need that this morning. I mean, you are burdened down with the cares of this world, with the problems of this world, the problems on your life, and Jesus is just saying, come, 
Come unto me, all ye that are burdened and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. You know, we're so busy living for God that we, we forgot how to live with God. And we're so busy working for our families that we forgot how to live with our families. We're so busy parenting our kids that we forgot how to live with our kids. And we're so busy about stuff that we forgot that life really isn't about stuff. It's about one another. It's about relationships. I think that many of us need to just stop and just kind of regroup and just say, Lord, you know, man, I, I've been chasing my tail. I've been in the wilderness and I've walked around this mountain around and around and around again and I need to stop. And Lord, help me. I just need to get along with you. Let me get alone with you and that you will give me a new vision and a new direction for my life. Um, there's a scripture that says, this is from Psalm 32, verse 8. Now listen to this. God says that I will instruct you and I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and I will watch your progress. And see that many times we think we've got it figured out. There's a way that seems right unto man. There's a way that seems right unto man. But the end of that way is death. And you wear yourself out. If, you're, if you just spend life and try to go through life without God, you'll be the most miserable person on earth. And God is saying, I've got a plan for you. I, you know, before, it's Psalm 139, says, before you were even in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knit you together in your mother's womb. And he says that all the days of your life were written in my book before you were even born, before one of those days even come, came to pass. God's saying that I have a plan for your life. And if you are trying to go contrary to the plan that God has for your life, you will be miserable. And your plan may be good. But many times we sacrifice the best and the excellent for just what is good. And God doesn't want you to go through life for, with just what is good. He wants you to go through life with what's best for you. Listen what he says. He says, I will instruct you, says the Lord, and guide you along the best, the best pathway of life. And I will advise you. And I tell you what, that when you're on that best pathway, I mean, life is beautiful and life is good. I'm going to skip that Luke chapter uh, 12 verse. You guys know that scripture, but, you know, the man that was saying, you know, God or Jesus, tell my brother to, to divide the inheritance with me. And Jesus said, you know, who made me an arbiter over you? He says that, uh, you know, life does not consist of stuff. And we can be rich in stuff and poor in relationships. And poor in our relationship with God. And God's saying, you know, be rich in a relationship with me. Be rich in kingdom work. Be rich in those things. And, you know, that's where you want to set your heart and your mind. And the, finally, the, the bottom line on this is, guys, I know that we live in a world, and today the church lives in an age where we want, we want it all. We want our cake, and we want, want to be able to eat it too. You know, we don't want to share it. You know, we, we want God. We want all the blessings of God. We want all the favor of God, all the power of God. But we want the, what the world has to offer too. We want everything that the world has to offer, including the sin of the world. But listen to what the Word says here. This is from uh, Isaiah. And God's speaking here, and He says that, but they went right on sinning. He's talking about His own people. 
He said, doing everything that their evil hearts desired. He says, I have seen what they do. But listen to this. Listen to what God says. But I will heal them anyway. God's saying, I, I can see your hard heart and, and the corruption that's in his people Israel in our lives today. He said, I can see all of that, but God's saying, I am going to heal you anyway, and I will lead them, and I will comfort them, and I will help them to mourn and to confess their sins. Peace, peace to them that are both near and far, for I will heal them all. But see, there's going to still be a remnant. There's going to be a remnant that says, God, I'm not going. I'm not going where you're leading. You know, just lead on, but I'm not following you. And listen to what he says to those. He says, but those who still reject me are like a restless sea, which is never still, but it's always churning up the mire and the dirt. There is no peace, by God, says my God, for them. There is no peace for the wicked. There's no peace for those that want to just continue to live a, a lifestyle of sin. God is saying, no, you can't have it both. You can't have me and sin. Uh, Paul writing to the church at Corinthian, he said, you can't drink from the Lord's cup and the cup of the devil. You can't have it both ways. You've got to choose. You know, uh, Joshua said today, he says, I set before you. Joshua and Moses said exactly the same thing. Joshua said like this, today I set before you life and death. Choose life. Joshua said, as for me and my household, we're going to choose God. We're going to choose life. I'm just asking you today, those of you that are struggling with sin, you know, you need to lay it on the altar and let God kill it. You do. You need to let God just kill it. Let him put it to death. You know, John the Baptist said, let's lay the axe to the root of this thing. And if you've got a root of sin in your life, you need to ask God. And every one of us knows what our sin is. I mean, I don't have to mention them all. I mean, you know what sin you're dealing with right now. And you just need to ask God, God, lay an axe to the root of this thing. Kill it and root it out of my life. Get that thing out of my life. God, I choose you today. Amen? Can you choose God today? I want you to. Because your life will be better. You will never be satisfied and you will never be, have peace in your life if you're going to try to live a life of sin and you want God at the same time. It just won't work. And you'll go through life as one of the most miserable people that anyone has ever known. Now listen to what the Word says again. Got a couple more scripture. And then we're going we're gonna to have a, a prayer ministry time this morning. I want to be able to pray for you and whatever's going through your life. And as our worship team comes back up and our prayer ministers come forward, um, we're going to be ready for you. Now listen to this. It says uh, in Psalm chapter 85, and this is the Lord saying, he's speaking here. He says, I am listening carefully to all the Lord is saying, for he speaks peace to his people, his saints, if only they will stop sinning. He speaks peace to his people and to his saints, if only they will stop sinning. In Romans chapter 5, it says, Therefore, having been justified, that means just as if I never did it. Justified. You're justified. We're just, as Christians, we're justified because of what Jesus did on the cross at Calvary. We are justified just as if we never sinned, just as if we never did it. And therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And again, just that first scripture that we used in the beginning, he will keep in, pe in perfect peace all of those that trust him, whose thoughts turn often to the Lord. I want to just pray with you for a moment. And um, 
If I can get our prayer ministers to come up, we're going to just we're going to pray up here this morning, and uh, our all of you guys, if you'll just come up. Why don't you just stand with me for just a moment while I pray with you, pray for you. And you know in your heart this morning whether you have peace or not. You know in your heart, is your heart crying out for God this morning? Are you struggling in, in just in life, just with your head bowed and your eyes closed? How many of you know this morning that you've lost your peace? I want you to just raise your hand.